We have new PlayStation 5 stuff. PlayStation 5 a teardown that has got it's got the internet talking. Mm-hmm. It's what they love. You tear it down. Let us take a peek. Yep. Let us look inside. We want to see what this is all about. And of course, we still can't get our hands on it. No. But this guy, he's got his hands all over it. Mm-hmm. Granted, uh, he's he's one of the main, I think he's the VP of hardware. It's, it's uh, PlayStation. So it's understandable. He's got his yeah. hands all over it. Yeah. He went inside. He took a dive. Showed how to disassemble the thing. Showed an enormous uh, ventilation system. People, first of all, can I just say about the scale? Because a lot of people, they were saying, it's huge. Right? Uh, Next to the guy. But I sort of felt like maybe it's a kind of a smaller guy as well. Mm -hmm. I'm just speculating. Mm -hmm. And so maybe that makes it look a little bit bigger. But either way. It's, it seems like it's big for good reason because they, they, they seem to care so much about cooling. A lot of the conversation around cooling. There was some cool stuff that popped out in the uh, disassembly video as well. Like this stand that they designed, which has a, a little storage compartment for the screw, which holds it on when you have it in the vertical huh. orientation. And then the same stand clips on to the PlayStation if you want to have it in a kind of laydown orientation. Hmm. But it hides the screw, so you have a place to put it if you ever want to go back to vertical orientation. Right. Very nice. Instead of uh, fishing in your toolkit. I like these little touches. I also just really enjoy the video. It kind of reminds me of my life sitting at the white table. That's you? Yeah, it kind of reminds me of my life, so I appreciate that. The uh, ventilation apparently was very important to them. You can see the fan is actually facing both sides. The entire rear portion is exhaust. Uh, and even the, the, did you see this liquid metal stuff? I did, yeah. So the CPU runs at a very high clock speed, according to Sony. Hmm. And the new liquid metal thermal conductor was needed to ensure long-term stable high cooling performance and in the video they showed actual liquid metal kind of floating around in there will bubbling around in there with a little sponge on each side of it it's incredible stuff also apparently they insulated the blu-ray drive so it's going to be a bit quieter as far as the ports showed off on a system four usb ports one of which is type c the rest of course are type a ports and the uh, the Ultra HD Blu-ray drive is removable and replaceable. That's Remember I was telling you before that was, I've had those fail on me in the past mm-hmm. on PlayStation? So that's kind of nice. It's easy to remove and replace. Uh, apparently, Sony's saying that they increased the size to allow for a dramatic improvement in pro- processing power and quietness. The PS5 power supply draws 350 watts of power. It makes use of Wi-Fi 6 and Bluetooth 5.1 for its wireless connection. And uh, enormous heat sink. Not unlike heat sinks that have been, have existed in previous versions. But the liquid metal is, is a, a, quite a different look. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of fun to watch this guy disassemble it, isn't it? Yeah. And you see everything is built onto the board. Oh, although the, the other thing, the other important thing to mention, he shows off in the early part of the video the... Uh, upgradable storage so oh. you can go in there and plop your very own ssd now it's going to have to be a very high speed ssd not just any ssd for the record but it looks pretty easy to do 
and there's a tiny little slot after you you just sort of slide off one of the top panels and then there's a little slot another door and you just slide your ssd in there and of course if you've got the digital only version you may need to expand that sooner than later and that's coming up in another story that we're about to cover here very soon but this is this is great viewing if you're interested at all in the playstation 5 you got to watch this video yeah it really shows a transparency yes of their design language there that's the expandable storage i was talking about you, yeah. you slap it right in there no big deal user replaceable and i love the huge table he mm -hmm. deconstructs it and lays every component out mm -hmm. and i love that so anyway we're getting a we're, we continue to get uh, more and more information about the upcoming console we continue to look more deeply and find out more sony's yes. they're dribbling it out yes but i'm glad they continue to dribble uh this is your story so this gets to what i was just talking about about expanding the storage on these systems you sent this to me you said hey lou you've been talking a big game about this all digital console you're gonna get well you better beware yeah. That's what you said to me, because there's a lot of hidden costs when you buy the digital, the all digital console. Uh -huh. And you were very upset, sweat on your brow, and I tried to just cool things off a little bit. Mm -hmm. But uh, this is a, an article on Lifehacker. They just want you to be aware that just because you saved 100 bucks on the initial system doesn't mean you're not going to be paying it back very uh, shortly in terms of SSD upgrades, because you got to store all these games and launch them locally, and you can't use slow storage and the type of SSD necessary, it, well, it's different for Xbox than it is for PlayStation. I guess we should break that down real quick. So on, first of all, PS5 and Xbox Series X games require 50 gigs of storage. Some could be 100 gigs or more. So to just get a grip in your mind of how many games you'll be able to store on a one terabyte, or may, I mean, if you go for the, the Xbox, the entry Xbox was 512. Yeah. Gigs. So yeah. you can just imagine with games at this scale how and quickly DLC and all that you, stuff. You may run out of storage. So for the PS5, you can put a fast NVMe SSD drive, right? And currently the first PS5 compatible SSD will retail for around 230 bucks for one TB. It's not cheap storage because it's so fast and it has to be mm -hmm. to, to live up to the criteria of the console. Now, because PlayStation has gone with NVMe SSDs, these are component parts that are available just in the PC component world. Now, they're going to have to meet the performance criteria for the PlayStation, so you're going to need to know that you're picking the right ones, but presumably this $230 is going to drop over time mm -hmm. because it's a, it's a component part that isn't proprietary. Mm -hmm. It just has to meet a performance spec. However, on the Xbox side of things, you do have to buy their proprietary uh, proprietary expansion, mm -hmm. which we showed off actually in a recent video. It's a little card looking thing. And presumably since it's a proprietary product, the price on this is not going to move around very much. Mm -hmm. It's a partnership with Seagate. Now it's kind of nice to know that you have the official expansion and the card itself is portable, which is also nice. You could take it from system to system and place to place and it's kind of protected inside of its own housing. But you factor in the price, it's uh, 220 USD, and it probably isn't going to move. You see it's mm -hmm. 300 Canadian over yeah. here. It probably isn't going to move all that much. So if you run out of storage quickly and you tried to get the cheaper Xbox, but then you expand it with this, well, you're at the price of the expensive Xbox, basically. Pretty much, yeah. At 220, right? You go three, you'd be at 520. You're, 
you're more. Yeah. Two ninety nine plus the expansion. So it's really worth considering the uh, the expansion cost. Now on the PlayStation side, I'm a little less worried because I do believe those component prices will come down. Mm-hmm. And at the time that I would ne- maybe need to upgrade, it might not be such a big deal. But of course, there's other factors that go into the cost of digital only, uh, which is, of course, uh, your internet service. You may need to improve because you're downloading these enormous files. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people have caps or what people have going on. I have fast connection, so I don't worry about it too much, but you may need to upgrade that if uh, you imagine yourself downloading 50 to 100 gig games on a regular basis. Yeah, and it could probably take hours you know you could have just went to a best buy and just got the game yeah or had to just show up at your door off Mm -hmm. amazon and pop it in although often you do have to install certain files anyways there will be some downloadable content with your disc the other part about the discs is uh and in this i don't know how how big of a deal this is now and 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 it's 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 obviously well known that the disc has some value outside of your account if you want you can sell it it's possible yes so you could get some money back for your next game digital isn't going to do that for you so there are extended costs with the digital only and we'll just want to make sure that you were considering all of that Mm -hmm. but for me the convenience of digital only is worth the expenditure Mm -hmm. i love the idea just launching into any game i want and i have expandable storage right now on my current console playstation 4 with a with a, a drive connected. Now it can be slow storage because that's a slower system. Doesn't need to be fast storage, so that's a little bit cheaper. But I'm gonna be one of these guys with a digital only console and a, and a, another SSD, and I'm just gonna bite the bullet on the cost for now. Yeah, and that's the future, really. For me, it feels like the future. Uh, but if yeah, it's definitely it might not be the value play mm-hmm. that it looks like on paper right now. Mm-hmm. If you feel like you're gonna use up that storage real quick, then you might want to get the disk drive. Because if you think about the payment difference, like I said, one terabyte is 230 right now, USD. Mm-hmm. So we're just making you aware. It's what we do on here. Oh, yeah. Just making you aware. Uh, speaking of the upcoming PlayStation 5, this one was another one that you sent me, the Spider-Man Miles Morales Special Edition console, which is absolutely stunning. That's according to T3. That's their headline. I feel the need to tell people right now, this is a an artist's... A rendering here. This is not an official product that's going to launch. However, uh, this may be inspirational for Sony because they are doing this exclusive title, this Miles Morales title. And in the past, you know, Sony, they've done these special edition consoles. Mm-hmm. It's not out of the question. So if they get inspired, maybe they would do it. Although I think this guy pushed it a little too far. I understand you would if you were a concept artist like this. I think if Sony did this, they, they would do it how it is, but without the huge spider on the side. Mm, more subtle. I think that pushed it just a... But who knows? If you're a Spider-Man fan, he did the controller as well. So you have a huge spider on the side of the PlayStation 5. You have a webbing. It's a whole red and black theme to it. I mean, it looks very cool, obviously. Uh, By the way, we should shout out the artist here. Giuseppe Spinelli created this jaw-dropping system for tech website, Let's Go Digital. Of course, based on the Miles Morales game, it's got the black and red, the red glowing from where the grills are on the PlayStation 5. It's definitely worth a peek, and uh, and I would expect to see some special edition PlayStation 5s along the way. Probably not this soon, though, Will. Mm. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens with that. Oh, man, this is the last PlayStation story. A lot of people sent this one to me, by the way. Uh, all of our fans in India are really concerned right now. This is such a weird story. What a disaster. So, probably, 
Jeez. The launch of the PlayStation 5 is going to be delayed in India for such a weird reason. Sony has they put out their dates for the rest of the world, but they're holding off on India because a, a, a citizen, a guy by the name of uh, Hitesh Aswani, filed a trademark for the PS5 name on October 29th, 2019. He lives in Delhi, and he was three months earlier than Sony applied for the trademark. Now, I have no idea. This guy, does he... I don't know what his plan was. Because can you sell the... Is he just being a... Maybe he's just squatting. But I don't think you can... Can you sell a trademark? I guess maybe you can. Here's what, I, here's what I'm finding out. I mean, I did a little bit of research on yeah. this. So the guy registers the name. Most people, most of what I'm reading here is that it's not going to stop the PlayStation 5 from arriving there or from Sony getting the trademark eventually. It, it will just slow them down since they have to go to court and say, no, 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 we should have the PlayStation 5. Look at all the trademarks around the world, blah, blah, blah. What does this guy have? Yeah. Obviously, like, they're slated to win. Most people expect that that's what will end up happening. They'll sort yes. it out. They'll settle it out. In the meantime, it will just annoy customers mm -hmm. in India who want to get the PlayStation 5 yeah. and are having to wait for this court case to go down. Which is why I'm wondering why this guy's not anonymous. I feel like he's going to disappear. Hey, man. <laughs> Jeez. Well, I mean, you have some really, uh, you know. I, I think if you're a trademark holder, that's a public... You know, that document is publicly available. Who yeah. filed the trademark? There's going to be some angry gamers. Yeah, he's going to get harassed. Sure. He probably already is because I know my timeline. I'm getting harassed to talk about the topic. Mm -hmm. So for sure, this guy's getting harassed if anyone can track him down. But uh, it's crazy. It, it, it actually isn't the first time it's happened either in India. Apparently, the Zenfone series from Asus, they, there was a similar issue. Somebody had the Zenfone previously and it delayed that product from launching there. A quick reminder, the PlayStation 5 is set to launch November 12, 2020 in the US, Japan, Canada, Mexico, Australia, New Zealand, and South Korea, and the rest of the world is September 17th. However, if they don't get this thing sorted out in India, it could maybe it could be a month later. Mm. Maybe it could be, you know, it could be a real disaster for the holiday season. I don't know how they treat the holiday season, particularly in India, but you guys who are watching from India, you let me know what do you think is going to happen uh, who's right? Who's wrong? It's a very curious. You don't hear about this happening all that often. Mm -hmm. Somebody One gets guy. the. I mean, obviously, with the with the with the websites and the domains, you hear about it, or the social media names people squat on it. But trademarks. What did he trademark as being a PS5? Mm. Does he do? Can you do just trademark? Do you need a company? Do you need a product? Do you need or can you just trademark PS5 and beat mm. them to it? And ha ha! I got it now. Mm -hmm. It's very. It's very curious. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I'm sure Sony's going to figure it out. I heard Sony's got a few bucks, so yeah, I'm, it's just it's just a bit of a headache, I guess, for people who want this thing. Uh, we have uh, iPhone 12 news. We have an event date. Mm -hmm. Invites. I saw digital invites go out, and it was like uh, all over my social media. When the invite went out, it's like everybody I followed, I follow, posted this screenshot. At the of, same time. At the exact same time. The whole feed was just this orange Apple logo. Of course, I went to check my inbox afterwards. I was like, oh, I, let me go see if I have a glowing orange invite in my inbox. What do you think I found, Will? <laughs> a lot of uh, emails talking about the Indian. Yeah, that's PS5, all. I didn't have, I didn't have any. I didn't have this invite, but it didn't matter because 
these events, what are they now? I mean, anybody can watch. I don't even, it's kind of weird that there even is an invite because anybody can log on and watch. It's mm -hmm. not like a private event or anything. Uh, you watch it online at apple.com, October 13th, 10 a.m. Pacific. And of course, this is the biggest event of the year for Apple. This is the iPhone event. This is the iPhone 12. We seem to know so much about it, but people, they still want to read into the, into the invite to figure out what is, because Apple always puts the Easter eggs in there, right? Mm -hmm. They always seem to try to indicate sort of what they're going to be talking about in some way through an Easter egg on the invite. Now you see these orange, the orange uh, circles, spheres, whatever they are. Some people thought it was an audio, part of the audio conversation because mm -hmm. Apple uh, is rumored to be launching their own over-ear headphones at this event. So could th there be a play there? It, al it also says high speed. We know there's going to be some 5G talk 5G. around iPhone 12, so that would be the speed component. Uh, obviously, it's going to be the fastest iPhone that they've done, A14 stuff, so there's that piece as well. Uh, but it's all speculation at this at this moment as to what they're trying to indicate with the invite. Maybe it's oh, it could also. I heard another one around wireless charging hmm. that maybe because there was a rumor of magnetic wireless charging, yeah, that they would put these magnetic discs, circular discs, and then we have the circles there. It's a lot of speculation, as it would be for an Apple event. Everybody, you know how this goes, Will. Mm -hmm. You got to have a take, so we don't have to wait too much longer. October thirteenth, we're going to find out so much more. There's also. Uh, an AR component to this invite that you can part, you can goof around with if you choose to. Uh, but we pretty much know what to expect. It's new iPhones, iPhone 12, iPhone 12 mini is what, what I'm interested in looking at, as well as, of course, the high, highly specced versions. Those are always interesting too. Uh, the new chip, how fast it is, we're going to find out. And, oh, and also how quickly we're going to be able to get these things. Mm. What what will the ship date be? That's interesting as well because there's a time crunch here since we're so delayed having a, having the event uh, basically a month later than usual. Mm -hmm. So we're going to find out very shortly. iPhone 12 coming up real soon. Speaking of the headphone thing, uh, in, in conjunction with the rumored Apple over-ear headphone, they also removed all third-party headphones from the Apple store itself. Apple.com, the Apple Store. I presume the physical Apple Store also. So this means they kicked out the likes of uh, Logitech, Bose, Ultimate Ears, Sonos, all the audio products that are not Apple or Beats branded. Of course, Apple owns Beats, as you're well aware. Mm -hmm. So that's a big change. They're not going to be selling or supporting these third-party options anymore. That was actually one of the kind of one of the cool things about the physical Apple Store is you could you could see the wide variety of accessories from other companies too. Mm -hmm. But I guess Apple figures, why bother? We feel like we have enough options now with the Beats brand, with the uh, their own brand, the AirPods brand. Presumably these will be called AirPods Studio or something like this. I've seen a couple of uh, cool ideas as well around how these might operate. Be able to tell based on the relationship to your phone, the left and right ear, so you won't have to look at the indicator. You can place them either way on your head. That's a rumor at the moment as well for the next one. But anyways, in preparation of this upcoming AirPod Studio or whatever it's going to be called, they're getting rid of everything else. They don't want you to be confused. It's Beats or it's Apple products if you want to buy it from Apple directly and it's an audio product. And also they're putting out a new HomePod, so that must be the reason they get rid of the Sonos stuff as well. They mm -hmm. say, no, you, you must have a HomePod. You must have these studio... Headphones as well. The uh, the rumor, by the way, 
$399. That's going to be an expensive headphone for Apple. Huh. But if you think about it, you got the, the price of the AirPods, the price of the AirPods Pro, they're, you're already up there. Right. So these AirPods Studio over ear, they kind of got to be $399, don't they? Though that's, that's a really expensive headphone. Mm-hmm. But they're going up against the likes of the Sony product, the Bose product. People have been paying that in the past. Yeah, they have a track record. So will there be, I wonder how intimate their relationship is with Beats because obviously Beats been selling over-ear headphones for a billion years now. I wonder how, how much they share components or if it's a completely from a from the ground up type of headphone. Yeah, kind of left alone. Kind I, of I also just sort of wonder what happens to Beats long-term here because all the cool features are coming to the Apple products. Like I recently tested out the uh, spatial audio. Mm. If they bring that spatial audio to these... That's yeah. a big deal to the over-ears here because it was already on the AirPods Pro. Quite an experience. Keep an eye out for the video. Video comes out. Well, go watch it right now, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because yeah, at the time yeah, you're yeah. watching this, go watch the spatial audio video on Unbox Therapy. What they're doing, even with the earbuds, is insane for watching movie-style content. If they bring that to the over-ear with the bigger drivers, which I presume they'll do, who's going to buy Beats? Yeah, and Apple's branding is always Apple. It's never Apple and Beats, right? It just sounds weird. So most likely they're going to gobble them up. Just just quit branding. the Beats thing? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's it, It'll be interesting to see how it, how it maps out. I don't know if maybe the success of AirPods almost surprised them too, where they thought, hey, Beats is this really strong brand. Or maybe they always imagined that Beats would be a temporary holdover type of thing until they figured out headphones. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, maybe. Some people are having issues with the uh, Galaxy Note 20. Now, this this phone was very well received. I, one of my favorite phones really right now. Uh, But Note 20 Ultra owners are experiencing some burn-in when they're using a specific Samsung accessory, the S-View flip cover. Now, that's the flip cover, Will, that lets you see a certain amount of your screen on the edge, on the fringe, and you can see some notifications and a little bit of information. Actually, if you click the link there to the S-View flip cover, yeah, this is how... You've seen these before. Yeah. It's kind of cool for a $49 cover to show you the time and some quick notifications. However, it looks like, at least for some users... With the OLED display there, it kind of darkened the section where the where the S view would look through. Now, is that a type of burn-in? Is that because that part of the screen is always on? Is that because it's exposed more to the elements, the sun? I mean, presumably it's just because it's this user has the S view showing fairly frequently. That's that would be my guess. Of course. OLED tech is uh, uh, susceptible to this kind of a thing. Hmm. But I, I don't know. I thought it was worth shouting it out because I wouldn't I would probably give up using my $49 cover if I yeah. if I thought or knew. Now the other thing is it might not be burn in. This is it could just be image retention. So in other words, if the person stops using the case and starts showing regular content, it may over time not look this bad interesting i thought amoled would be uh making it like 
the pixels turn off. That's right? what you would think, right? When you see the black there. Yeah. But this this doesn't seem like burn-in. You think it's just a uh, image retention? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't even know what that is. Well, that's <laughs> just that that that's it. just like if I this doesn't happened on like monitors that. in the old days, it would just be if there was a really dark object that was static and and I mean, I guess it's burn-in, but you could you could run certain uh, video applications that would hit it with all kinds of colors and yeah. brightness and it would eventually fade that retention oh. out of the image, whichever whatever it was holding on to. Hmm. Whereas other technologies, I mean, you remember plasmas and things like this where uh -huh. burn-in was burnt in. Yeah. It was yeah. impossible to eliminate it. So it's just like, I guess it's, it's a, a degree to which an image is burnt in probably determines the terminology you would use to describe it. Hmm. This looks more like a retention to me, but it's very odd because as you mentioned with AMOLED, when you have a black image, supposedly it, that, that section should be turned off instead of being on frequently. So I don't hmm. know. Look, you can look into it. it it's, it's a couple of reports. It's being covered on Android Police, but I'm just saying if I got a Note 20 right now and I have this cover, it's worth noting. <laughs> That you may experience burn-in and it might not be worth it to you to have access to this uh, couple extra notifications on the outside of your cover there. YouTube premium subscribers are getting early access to some experimental features on YouTube. Uh, these are not the most, it's not the craziest set of features, but it's an interesting move by uh, YouTube to put experimental features essentially behind a paywall <laughs> like for example voice search on web like this is the ability to use voice search in chrome on youtube or watch on your home screen on ios these are not necessarily features you would imagine that you would want to pay for but i think what it's more like what they're kind of trying to uh achieve here is to to provide premium users with features that just aren't available to anyone else so that they feel special. Mm. Like I start to feel like I'm a superior citizen because I get the experimental features. Do you know what I'm saying? I see, yeah. Like apparently in the past, experimental features, you could just click. You could just say, yeah, I want to try the experimental feature and it would be ruled out. Mm. Some people would get it, some people wouldn't. But now it's included as part of your monthly subscription. Of course, that monthly subscription to YouTube Premium comes along with other stuff comes along with uh, the ability to download videos, add free content, background play, and YouTube music. You and I have covered it many times on this show. Uh, it's kind of a nice package. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they don't need to do this. Premium's great already. Premium's great already, but now they're giving you even more. You can try out these experimental features. Uh, there are only three experimental features that are live right now, but presumably this will expand and these will change as Google continues to work on new things for YouTube. Uh, I think, yeah, it's just an, it's an extra nod to the premium users that, hey, you're going to get the, you're going to get features first, even before they rolled out. Mm. I noticed that it's going to end October 20th. Is that just like a little beta program? What happens afterwards? Do you know? That's just for that experimental feature. Oh. So, well, this list of experimental features, and this will be refreshed with new experimental features probably afterwards. After, right. It would be like an ongoing thing where they're going to test out the, your user behavior around those features to help 
uh, to help them in their development process of mm -hmm. actually rolling these things out to the public. Mm -hmm. You're kind of, you're like, uh, well, you, you're working for YouTube at that time, at yeah, that moment. essentially. For free. You know, yeah. You're paying, actually. You're mm -hmm. paying premium to... <laughs> But that's how yeah. it works, man. When you're really enthusiastic about something, you you appreciate these types of gestures, mm -hmm. I suppose. Maybe there's certain other users that are saying, no, you're just, I don't want to pay for that, which is reasonable as well. Yeah. But if, you, if you're one of those people, then why do you care about experimental features anyways? How dare you? Yeah. As a premium member, for a limited time, premium members can try out new features. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, it's just like a little bonus, you know? A little nod. Uh, speaking of Google, they have a new logo. You're a big logo guy. Well, you got to analyze the logos. Hmm. Me? Right now? Yeah, you're a big uh, logo guy. Okay. So Gmail came out with a new logo. And obviously, they do not update this logo. I don't know if they ever updated it from the original. Definitely not in this big of a way. Yeah. And they're trying to make it more cohesive with the rest of the G Suite stuff. So Google Drive and all oh. the rest of it. It had to get more colorful. But the the... Did you just show your Gmail on on air? I was trying to go for a Gmail like logo. This yeah. and then, uh, it went dot com. But it's okay, I can edit it out. You'll edit it out, yeah. Um yeah, so there's the old, there's the new. And like I said, they're trying to get it more in line with their other products because the envelope didn't really fit the color scheme with the other G Suite products. What do you say, Will? Did they nail it? It's an M. It's still kind of an envelope, but it doesn't really read as an envelope anymore. Mm -hmm. There was a video. Oh, yeah, this. I watched it, and uh, I liked it. It was simple. It's all cohesive with Drive and Google Docs, and yeah, I prefer it. You approve of it? You approve of their new logo? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a huge endorsement. Willie Do uh, often is not one with the new logos, and he appreciates this one. Apparently... They did all kinds of testing to determine what mattered to people about the mail logo and the envelope wasn't important to them. However, apparently the M was. So that's why they stuck with an M and then just sort of moved their colors across it. But yeah, certainly the G Suite looks a lot more cohesive now. Of course, for me, I'm always thinking about getting used to tapping a new logo. Like they did it with, with Maps recently on Android. Mm. Have you noticed the Maps icon? Of course yeah. you have. Yeah. It's like a little pin now. Mm -hmm. And it just takes you a while to get used to it. But I agree with you. I think it's a, it's a good move. Modern. Modernization. Uh, this video game story here. NBA 2K21. Yeah. You remember? Uh, we were just watching this a moment ago. Yeah. If I can actually load yeah, it. Yeah. You I can't load anything. I'll have to find it. This is PlayStation 5 versus PlayStation 4 comparisons showing a massive leap in visuals and it's a real one-to-one -one comparison this video was by b-ball creator 2k and he does a nice kind of a b within the video of a ps4 versus ps5 and does a split screen and it's just a really nice comparison to the capabilities of the two different systems and of course will's scrambling around here looking for this video I could slack it to you. Or yeah. you could just search the guy, B-Ball Creator 2K. There this he guy. is. You got him right at the top there. It's got to be his most watched video. It's a minute and 20 seconds. Oh, wow. He does this all the time. There it is. 108,000 views one day ago. 
next gen graphics comparison. Oh. Yeah, you got it. So people have been, you know, people are curious. What is my life going to look like? How's it going to improve if I get a next gen console? If I get a PlayStation Five? And so this guy, he put them head to head. He split the screen, and you can see. I mean, obviously, you have tremendously, you have way more resolution to work with. So the sharpness of the image, the detail of the image is, I mean, substantially improved. The animations as well. But the key difference is actually reflections and light. Ray tracing. There you go. Like, look at this on the court. You can see the overhead lights on the previous one. You have none of it. You have some shadows. You have none of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's impressive. And the same thing goes when there's like a reflection on the skin. Look at like on his forehead and nose, he's a little bit sweaty. Mm -hmm. It looks so different and much more realistic. And you don't even realize on these old games what you're missing. And then you see it and you realize, oh, that's right. They didn't have the right shimmer. Yes. A lot of it comes from lighting. For sure. Lighting, yeah. And the, the realism of something is lighting, reflections, shadows, dark spots, highlights, Textures. This, this is a nice uh, side by side here on the on the Steph Curry shot. So here on, I think we're gonna have old and new split down the middle here in a moment. Are we? Maybe they showed it earlier. But look, you can go. Oh, there it is. So PS5 on the left, PS4 on the right. I mean, it's 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 night and day. Yeah, it, it looks real. It's a big improvement here at least for this game, for this title. and But it's hard to make comparisons. The sports games are a really easy way to make a comparison because as he's done in this video, he could set up the exact same scenario mm -hmm. and kind of do a one-to-one -one comparison. Mm -hmm. So you can see the improvement. It's kind of nice. And the PlayStation 5 is looking good. Instagram is going to hide uh, negative comments on posts. It's going to do it kind of automatically. This seems kind of... This seems weird. How are they going to know? What is a negative post? What words are they searching for? They don't share any of that information. But everybody's trying to improve uh, the feeling. You know, it gets kind of negative, I guess, on social media. And then people get upset and then they don't post as much. Is that, how, is that what happens? Yes. So I guess Instagram feels like, hey, if we can determine that a comment is negative in advance and stop it from getting on there, then the whole community is super happy and they're all posting so much more and it's a beautiful, inclusive environment. Mm. I don't know. I mean, that's the idea of it. Yeah. So Instagram said Tuesday will automatically hide negative comments in posts. A new step take, that they're taking to reduce bullying and harassment. You're going to need to click a button to view hidden comments to see the negative comments and they're going to tweak their warning feature. So if you write a comment, Will, that could be perceived as potentially offensive, then Instagram will tell you before you click post, hey man, that's mean. Hmm. You don't want to post that and then it will say, and then you'll be like, yes I do, boom, and you'll post it anyway, uh -huh. at which point then it will be hidden. However, they take it a step further they say, this may go against our guidelines. It will likely be hidden, and Instagram may investigate whether to delete your account. Mm. If you're so hating have, too like, much. A record. If you're hating too much. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, potentially quite dangerous. Yeah, so this is, a big, this is kind of a big deal because now it's up to them to determine what they perceive as being mm. negative, and 
they're, I mean, they're really attempting to manipulate the conversation. Mm-hmm. And some would say, oh, that's a positive thing. I can see that angle. But others could say, well, who watches the Watchmen? Mm. Who, 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 knows, who knows how they're utilizing that power? Now, there's always been power that comes along with the algorithmic approach to anything because who gets to decide what bubbles up? You would have certain comments which were more visible anyways just because they came from a popular account, let's say, mm-hmm. or they, they got more votes or something like this. But when it comes to actually hiding comments, mm. when it comes to actually removing comments, when it comes to actually potentially banning accounts, or well, then you start questioning who's the judge and jury? Mm-hmm. Who gets to determine how negative a comment was and all the rest of it? So it gets my 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 wheels turning a little bit on that. Yeah. Uh but yeah, they can't go into too much detail. I presume in their in their in their minds they're saying we just want people on the platform as long as possible and we want advertisers to feel comfortable there. And if we can get rid of some level of negativity, we're gonna make more money. Mm. I mean, that's gotta be the incentive on some level for all this stuff. Yeah. And to what degree? Like how sophisticated is their algorithm to know what's a insult or like a negative post it's, at all? It's tough. Yeah. And 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 let's say, for example, you get the content warning. Hey, that might be perceived as negative. And you just sit there and think, Well, I don't want to get my account banned, so it's gonna be tough for me to still click post. Mm-hmm. And then and then what? All 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 the, all the comment sections are just rainbows and lollipops? Mm-hmm. What is reality? I mean, I'm not saying the internet or the comment section was ever reality, but I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe there is a benefit to having that, uh, hey, are you sure to post? Hey, are you sure? Because it gives some time to kind of maybe rethink instead of just anger tweeting or anger posting. Yeah, I know. But is this is this how we want things to be governed? Wouldn't you just hope that people could just manage themselves? Interpret, yeah. I mean, that'd be great. But... Yeah, we'll see how it goes down. I don't know. Some people might get a kick out of getting that warning. Some people might. It see, might this be is, a meme. This is the thing as well about the idea of banning someone or blocking someone and whether or not that solves the issue or if that person then is becomes more motivated towards negative behavior online because they get sort of pushed out to the outskirts and then all of a sudden they're yeah. on whatever site, whatever forum, and they're chatting with other people who have also been banned. Because they can all hate together yeah. instead of being in the public sphere at all. Yeah. Can be risky from that front as well. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we'll see about the implementation. You know, social media, man, they they got their they got their agendas. Yep. They got their initiatives, Will. All right, here's a po- I, mean, I think this is a positive social media okay, story. Good. I feel like you I feel like you have seen this clip. This is this clip went so viral of this guy. The uh, I guess they're calling him the dream skateboarder. This is the guy who's on the longboard drinking the cranberry juice, but he had the Fleetwood Mac playing. Oh, yeah. You saw, yeah. You saw the clip, right? You know, I didn't see the clip. You didn't see the clip? No. <laughs> oh, wow. This is like the most viral. This- I know, but I refrain from like looking at that stuff. If it's super viral, it's like, mm, I don't really care. You try. You tried on your I own try, to avoid yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what what worked that way for me when I was younger was the movie Titanic. Mm. I never saw that movie and everyone was like, You haven't seen it's Titanic? It was a huge yeah. movie at the moment. Yeah, it's a whole and it thing. made me want to see it less and less every person who said that to me. Yeah. 
But That's this how would, I feel. I, I feel like I caught this clip early enough that it wasn't super viral yet. Okay. And so I end up watching it. But uh, anyway, the clip, very well known. It has 1.2 million likes. I don't know how many views it has on Instagram. Is this the clip? No, no. So what happened was the guy in the clip, he's, he's I guess was it was on TikTok and also on Instagram. The guy in the clip's on a longboard and he's sipping. You can't play it because it's going to play to Fleetwood Mac. Or you could play it without audio if yeah, you want. without audio. Oh, okay. So he's 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 lip syncing a little bit to a truly iconic song mm -hmm. and sipping on some uh, ocean spray cran raspberry right out the bottle. He's just having a time. And I think I mean, I don't know that what sounds like a good time. Yeah, I don't know what the it's honestly not a complicated clip. I think people were just looking for something uh, just with a smooth, just with a nice vibe they you don't have to interpret yeah. it you don't have to do any work it's it's a guy in his in his element enjoying life mm -hmm. and i think that was what was so viral about it and he the guy seems like a genuine guy as well mm -hmm. which i think helps but anyway what ends up happening the guy blows up and then ocean spray takes notice okay because he had the cranberry and and probably they saw the cranberry sales go up yeah I think I got cranberry at home right now. Yeah. And so they just rolled up to where this guy was. He lives in Idaho. He's in an RV. Like, he lives in an RV. They rolled up with a truck full of ocean spray. Mm. He didn't know it was a surprise. And then they just gave him the truck with all the supply of ocean spray, cranberry juice. Oh. And they just said, the truck is yours. We just upgraded your truck. That's a nice little story. So the social media people, I guess, at Ocean Spray, they said, here's an yeah. opportunity. We got the most viral clip ever. We had nothing to do with it. This guy just likes our product and is on the longboard and having a time. Mm -hmm. And next thing you know, anyway, the guy's name, uh, by the way, Dogface208 on Instagram. His uh, real name, Nathan Apodaca. And uh, he was surprised by the generosity. I guess it was a, it was a genuine surprise. Mm. And uh, also, Fleetwood, uh, Fleetwood Mac appears to be fine with it. The band's co-founder and drummer, Mick Fleetwood, he did his, uh, his own version he shared on his TikTok. And he said Nathan had it right. He said that Dreams and Cranberry just hits different. So Everyone wins. So nice I feel, story. I don't know, maybe everyone wins. But you know what, what's the problem, what the problem is here? Uh-oh. No, it's just that these stories, they always, it, it has that vibe to it. Everyone wins. And then inevitably something comes out or like. Yeah, people are going to dig. Into it's just weird how this the, guy. the vir viral nature of the internet, just how it moves things around. And then a bunch of good stuff starts happening for someone. And then I'm not going to say it. I don't, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I, don't jinx it. No, I just, it's just weird how that happens, isn't it? How a person goes from relatively unknown, they explode on the scene, and then everything changes. The opportunities change, the uh, expectations change, and it can sometimes just not go yeah, all that well. It's never, well. But I'm I don't know. I, maybe, like maybe, maybe, maybe Nathan's going to figure it out, and he's going to mm -hmm. stay himself, and he's going to keep having a time. He's going to keep riding the longboard and drinking his cranberry and uh, and singing along. You know, maybe that'll happen too. Yeah. So shout out to Nathan. Keep doing your thing.